when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It is Monday, October 8th, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 193. I'm your host, Austin Walker, and joining me today, Danielle Riendo. Hi, happy, uh, happy Monday. Yeah, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it, like, (laughs) a big time. Natalie Watson. Hi, hi. Shout out to my brother who it's birthday today. Damn. Happy birthday. Wow, you're close. Close Me birthdays. and my two brothers were all four days apart. Wow. I'm four days apart with my order. sister. That so seems physiologically I'm, difficult. I'm the fourth. And my window. next brother's the eighth, and the next one's the twelfth. Wow. My dad, my sister, and I are exactly that. My That's sister really cool. is the ninth. I'm the thirteenth. My dad's the seventeenth of February. My aunt, my grandmother, and my sister were all born on August sixth. Whoa. I was born on the eighth. Whoa! Wow! Damn! Truly, damn! We got some powerful families in here. I don't have damn. any of that shit at all. I'm Austin Walker. I already <laughs> said that part. Rob Zachney. That was the voice of Rob Zachney. That's who else is on this call. Happy Columbus Day, Fuck everybody! You. Fuck off! When I was in the third grade, uh-huh. I was cast as Christopher Columbus. You have the voice. Elementary school like production <laughs> yeah. of I don't know what it was a production of, oh, but it was like yeah. the myth of Columbus. <laughs> I think it was a production and of being the, the ideology necessary to exist in America without questioning anything. That's yeah. how it was being produced. I must say I was fabulous. Uh my Columbus was dressed in the finest in purple silks. You know um, okay. it was it was it was a bit uh it looked very fancy, very, very ren fair. Yeah. Uh, but I was accused by my third grade teacher, who hated me and always tried to keep me down, Despite of hamming it up. you as, as, as Christopher Columbus? Hamming it up! She apparently did not like my performance. Oh, wow. She felt I was overplaying the part. Uh, I felt like, what sort of person is going to like tell his crew when, when the crew's like, this sucks, let's go home, why are we even doing this? Uh, that I feel there's land out there in my bones. Uh Who's going to, like what sort of person is going to say that? You you have to commit to that fully uh, to to embody the monster. Uh, but apparently, I should have been a little more subtle. See, you knew he was a monster. That's right. the thing. You were so much more advanced than your third grade teacher. You knew you had to make that performance hammy so that you could actually show the monstrosity of Columbus. And she was just way yeah. Third she should have been that, third grade. That might be me right? rearward projecting though. Third grade. Like, uh, the- Rob Zachney came in and was just like, "Listen, 
Just because people back in the day thought it was okay, that's not the whole story. Actually, if you look into it, even back then, he was tried for being a monstrous governor who hurt his people. Even then, even in the context of his time, everyone knew he was a shithead. Actually, in that play, the theme is everyone, it's, it's basically like a drill tweet. Like, everyone keeps being like, shut the fuck up. And like, Columbus in that play is like, what just keeps making this? my opinions worse. <laughs> Great. Wow. Being a colonist to own the libs. It's great. <laughs> God. Uh, happy uh, Indigenous, Indigenous People's, People's Day. Day. Yeah, that's actually what I'd like to wish you all. How's everybody doing on this Monday morning after? A, I just got to say like, last week. So last week, my, my Monday was jury duty. My Saturday was a root canal. I really, truly have lived the life of an adult. And then, and then last night was not sleeping because of uh, the impending. Said. Uh, no, 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 no. The, the, I didn't sleep all week because of the bad tooth. The tooth kept me up all week. The thing that the root canal is actually great. Like there's no more, there's nothing in there anymore. There's no nerve. And so it just Hell other, yeah. other nerves oh my God, nearby. I can see like the back of your head. You're stronger Yeah, it's now. all the way through. Yeah. You just see root all the way through. It's going to make my entire, I, I, I decided, you know what, just let some of the, let some of the brain gas out. You know what I mean? You get a little yeah, gas yeah. in there. You've it's got like, Whoa. so much brain gas. I had to get it all out. Because you galaxy all, all day I, long. I'm always galaxy braining and I get all the nebulas and whatnot in there. And through my yeah. ears and my mouth and my nose, which all go to your, your brain directly and your eyes. Through the exactly. you know, my occipital lobe. Uh, and then I got to get let it all out. And I thought like, hey, when you're in there with those drills, just bzzz, give, me a little, give me a little brain gas discharge. You know, so that, that helped. Um, but then, nice. yeah, then just like last night was also just the worst because... Of the Speaking UN. of gas discharges. Yeah, it turns out the world is oh. literally on fire because of uh, uh, centuries of, of terrible industrialism and uh, uh, deregulation and unchecked uh, capitalist expanse. Uh, anyway, didn't sleep for that reason. That's cool. Um, how's everybody else doing this fine Monday morning? Well, I mean, I I didn't sleep either. Oh, good. Uh, so we're on the same was, page. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of a, a weird night. Um, it was it was a weird thing to sit with all night. It's like a thing you knew yeah. on some level, but like you now, it's like when you know something is profoundly wrong, but you're really still like dreading getting the diagnosis. But you also like <laughs> need that diagnosis. This is also my tooth issue, right? Because yeah. I spent years <laughs> without the money to get dental work done and without dental coverage, and then I got dental coverage. And I didn't have the money still in, in a previous job. And then I had dental coverage and like a decent salary, but did not have the time because I was launching a website and it was very easy to, to prioritize other things than self-care. Uh, and then this year was really the first time, beginning of this year, I should have gotten all my dental shit taken care of. And I didn't. I continued to, to deprioritize and, and, and prioritize other stuff and I shouldn't have. And that's my fuck up. And but then it blew up in my face. You made a change. I made a change. Well, it made a change first, and it was like, Austin, you're going to be in so much pain, you can't do shit. Uh, you bet. You better just go there and beg them to put a drill in your mouth. Like I know you hate that. I know you're afraid. I know you're terrified. By the time I got to that dentist, I was straight up like excited. I looked at pictures online and shit that I couldn't even imagine the week Marathon, before without man. being. Me yeah, bro. Just, absolutely. Jesus. It was like it was like. 
Fuck me up, Doc. What do you want? Dental implants? What do you want? Just do whatever you want in here. This is all you. Here's my checkbook. You fill it out. Like, I was ready to go. Um, I'm feeling better now. I'm on, I'm some, some yeah. painkillers. I'm on some, some antibiotics. I'm about to get into a plane. I'm worried that it's going to be like that. You know, have you, has this ever happened to you where you have a toothache and then there's like a plane pressure situation? Oh, pressure. Ooh. We'll see. Maybe it'll be fine. I have like a little hop. I have like a hop to Minneapolis and then from Minneapolis to Vancouver this week. And so, Maybe that first hop, I'll get all, I, the thing that I'm scared of is like it's going to hurt a lot in that first hop, and then I'm going to have to get back on a plane and be like, all right. Yeah. And th- be thinking about it. Here we it. go. Three hours from now, I'm going to get back on this plane. Um, can they? Can you call the dentist and be like, look, bro, here's what I'm about to do. I'm about f- to get on a plane. Yeah. Hook me up. I don't know if it's a bro. It might be a sis. It was a like, bro. I don't know. Well, the okay. phone, right. the, the like the nurses and the... Um, there's a word for like dental Technician? technicians. Thank you. We're, we're, we're got you. Yeah. Thank you very much. I had a good time. It was a fine, totally fine dentist like visit. All said, I, I haven't, you know, it's no, no complaints. Anyway, video games. Anyway, I guess video games the happen. Opposite of dental. Then, well, I don't know. You're sitting in a chair. There's lots of repetitive motions. You kind of just like time of some amount, some amount passes. There's vibrations. There are vibrations. Way, yeah, right? that's true. That's true. Uh, y'all been playing them video games, Rob? I, I got a message from you the other day on 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 our our Waypoint Discord, where you were just there's almost a fever dream like quality to this series of messages. You said this game is sublime. Like I'm playing it, and I think it might be art, but with none of the clarity of intent or meaning that I associate with it. And yet I feel like I'm playing a really tremendous impressionist landscape. And you were, of course, talking about Forza Horizon 4, a game that it seems like you of fell course. in love with. Uh, yeah, and you know what? I stand by that shit, actually. <laughs> uh, like, it was, it was a fever dream, but it's like I've woken up in the den the next morning and like the impressionist <laughs> landscape still burns within my imagination. And I'm like, Aww. no, no, I no longer need the pipe. I have my vision. Uh, no, it's. I was Forza Horizon Four. First of all, I was so taken by surprise by that game. Mm. Like that game has one of the giddiest openings. It's wild. I've ever seen in a video game. Like, Do you want to explain it? Yeah, it's so it's both like and unlike other Forza Horizon openings. Uh, they've all been very aspirational. They've all been very like. Come away to the to horizon. Let me share with you my vision. Uh, escape to the beautiful land of the car festival where there's Coachella. nothing but <laughs> car shallow. <laughs> Damn <please>. it! Uh, <laughs> but so there's nothing but like open road and beautiful cars. This kind of does that, and it also introduces the new idea that like. Ah, uh, let me show you what I see: a festival that never ends, that's year round, that's all the seasons. And it begins taking you through like a beautiful series of like edits, like a like a series of screen wipes, uh, and it opens on like driving a sports car on like a high summer day, and you're just like racing along, and it's incredibly fast. Like this game, like from the first, the first thing it dazzles you with is a sense of speed that I have not encountered very often in racing games. Like maybe. You'd have to go out to burnout games, I yeah. think, to to really mm. get like the almost exhilarating and slightly scary amount of speed you're you're carrying. Like, is that beautiful? The landscape dissolves into like everything's slightly soft and smeared in in colors and shapes, um, and then it cuts to autumn and like 
right before your eyes, the entire like landscape changes, and it's like this idyllic uh, Scottish autumn. Uh, you know, again, glorious colors, uh, rainy roads. You're in a different car. I think at that point you're chasing motorbikes that are like releasing. Um, There's like, like, gas, con- like, like colored, colored contrails. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. Yeah, and so it's just this entire surreal sequence taking you through these seasons, uh, and also showcasing Forza games. Like they look good; they're 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 gorgeous games. This is a game that, from the first, is telling you it's a little more about landscape than the car. Like mm. it's the thing that is really impressive here is the cars look great, but the feeling of like weather and place and mm-hmm. atmosphere is. Far more palpable than I've ever seen in a Forza game. Certainly. I think that explains a lot why I enjoy this game. I hadn't I hadn't put it into those terms. That really helps me because I I was on the the Beast Cast last week and I was talking about how much I like the game and I was struggling to figure out why this one was resonating with me more than past Forza Horizon games. And in that language, the thing that I realize is when I think about Forza Horizon three, where it took place in Australia. Australia existed and it was very beautiful in in that game, but it was mostly the sort of like like one hour photo backdrop for your super beautiful cars. It was, it was not that it was nondescript, but it was very much, um, it, it, it could have been traded out for anything else. Whereas, whereas here it really feels like the British countryside in different weather conditions is such a big part of the draw that it draws my attention, even though I'm not someone who necessarily cares a great deal about car detailing and, and all the stuff that mm-hmm. I think draws a lot of kind of car aficionados to the series. <clears throat> and yet those cars are well realized that's the other this, this is the thing yeah, that's tricky fair. like imagine like this is a, it's it's cruel to make this comparison but i couldn't get it out of my mind the crew games and this oh yeah i know <laughs> like i know the like for some reason the crew is trying to be this game the crew badly wants to be forza horizon particularly forza horizon 4 it's trying to be about place and atmosphere and like sense of locale but everything just seems like false and fake and empty. And the thing that really dooms it, though, is the cars feel utterly lifeless. They're interchangeable. There's there's no character or yeah. personality to any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, there's a weird like these cars still feel like they have identities. Uh, it still feels like um, I, I you can you can totally bring the wrong car to a race. Oh, and example. I have like trust me. Yeah, like I brought <laughs> a um, I brought a uh, like. Like a 2016 like Mustang GT, uh, mm. to a rally race through like deep mud. Mustang is not really that is a highway car yeah. at best, uh, <laughs> and it's not meant for this. But you can you can it goes do it straight. You can go straight for, for a long fast. time in a Mustang. Yeah, totally. It goes very room, fast. Really like well. <laughs> That's like if you want to turn less so. maybe like a little lift, bit lift and coast on the highway. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. uh. But trying to get it through this off-road race was just a comedy of errors. Like the minute like the road banked at all, this thing would wallow around in the mud every time it like hit a deep puddle. And this is a cool thing. You can like I've never seen a game that captures this so well. You know when you like you're driving and you hit a deep puddle, the car is almost like yanked to the side. Like you can feel like that puddle and the the curve of the slope of the road. Like slight fishtailing. Yeah, and it's. It's almost like somebody like just hooked you and is like pulling mm-hmm. you to the side of the road. Uh, that that happens so vividly in this game. The sound, the sudden like jerk on the steering wheel. It's weird. You feel it even through a controller. 
but I was I was trying to get this fucking Mustang around this track, and I was completely getting blown to pieces by these uh, like rally tuned cars. And playing on the background is a really good rendition of um, Holst's uh, Jupiter because there's like a classical. Um, there's a bunch of different radio stations, station. and one of them has a bunch of classical and music. They like yeah. they like have some good renditions of these classical pieces, and. Uh, I don't know, just like it is such it is such a beautiful game and the music sounded so good and even screwing up so badly in that car, just being in the completely wrong vehicle for that scenario, <laughs> I still had this big like asinine grin on my face as I just completely like ate shit in this race. Mm. Didn't matter. And like I still feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's I definitely so I had the the opposite thing happen, which is not the opposite thing, but the inverse, I'd say, is that I had I, I kind of there was a point at which I was like, I could just make this Subaru WRX just work for everything. Like, it's great for rally racing, but I can do I can do everything with it. And the thing that I learned was like, oh, it's such an easy car to control. It takes the corners so nicely. Like, I'm always able to gain whenever there's lots of tight turning. But once I was in a race where it was more about pick up and go or where things moved from rally to complete off road, I didn't have the power to keep up. And that was really exciting because it was like, all right, I guess I have to take off the training wheels and first figure out what do I need to do to win in a race like this? And then second, figure out what do I want to, which cars just appeal to me based on how they look just fundamentally, what do I want to do? And you know, I think the first thing, the first, one of the first touchstones with driving games people do go to is like, what are cars I've had? And I haven't had a car in a mm. while. And my favorite cars are all cars that I that are not ever in these games, like an or like a 1991 Honda Prelude or an 87 Supra, which are like cars I've had or that my like my family has had that I thought were cool at the time. Um, but I realized like, oh, what I really want is just just show me all the 80s and 90s cars, and the game can do that. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, where can I? How can I find a car? They can be great for street racing that has this body design. And then if I want to upgrade it, I can either go in and like do all the manual upgrading or there's straight up just a button that's like, hey, quick upgrade this to like A class or S class or whatever you need it to be. And like, I don't have to worry about that. And it's let me kind of find the, the way I want to dive in and go from here is my everything car to like, here is my little tiny fleet of like six or seven cars, all of which I think are cool. Maybe I've given them all paint jobs or I've downloaded fun, you know, livery from the from the, the online service or whatever, and be like, here it is. This is my bullshit anime trash car for street races. <laughs> here is my, like... God, I have a bunch of complete bullshit. It's very fun. I'll have to, we'll have to stream it at some point because there's a lot to uh, to love in that game. Um, I, I, I really want to play should. it. I actually I love the Forza games. I love pretty much Forza and Forza Horizon. I guess Forza... In general. Regular yeah. and Forza Horizon. <laughs> Forza General. Does Forza General uh, have Forza a motorsport? Motorsport, yeah. motorsport is the motorsport, yeah, yeah, yeah is it. the subtitle. Um, yeah. I, I sort of secretly love racing games, even though I know Rob goes in harder with them. I Rob is a yeah. Rob. Rob is on a racing podcast that I don't think anyone he, we've never talked about here. But you're on Shift F1, right? Well, yeah, but that's very recent. We wouldn't have talked about it. What's well, not like uh, this I week just, recent? Is it? No, it's this season recent. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I, I totally all about Eve to Danny O'Dwyer. Um, <laughs> Good. <laughs> wow. Good. No, I did. Uh, but really, but really, folks, I love cars. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but 
it's the funny thing is I am surprised at the degree to which this is both like it's still satisfying as a game about cars, right. but also it's so rare to come across a game that is like the things you like about driving, like when like a good drive. They're rare because like traffic sucks and it's like really rare that you're going to get out on open road yeah. and just have that like really meditative uh, sort of drive where you have the freedom to just look around and take in the sights. Uh, and Forza uh, Horizon 4 just like generates moment after moment like that. Uh, even when you're in the middle of some of the most absurdly contrived racing scenarios uh, imaginable, <laughs> like early on, they're like, you need you know what you need to do is race the behemoth. And it's like, what's the behemoth? I love this. And you get a little pre-race, like between each race, there's a little cutscene. Usually it's just a loading screen with your driver, like hanging out by his car, uh, doing idle animations. In this one, your, dri- your driver's hanging out next to like a Toyota off-road truck. And then they back up one of those giant, like hovercraft um it's huge like, yeah, the thing is, it, we say giant and what you're thinking of is like a big truck it's not it's like a big boat it's like a ferry it's like a ferry it's, it's like, like yeah it's like one of those high-speed ferries but on see, the land like, yeah it's, <laughs> it's the first time i've considered what size those things are like i've known that they've existed for my whole life i'm like oh yeah hover, they're cool hovercraft or whatever um, which recently I also in conversation described as a hovermobile, and apparently it's not called a hovermobile. But I think maybe it should be called a hovermobile. I think they'd have caught on more by now That's... if they were called hovermobiles. But yeah, they're like, we're gonna make you race one down a mountainside. Let's see, let's see how you do. And it's ridiculous, but it's also kind of amazing because it's like it's like racing a land ship. Yeah, it's it's weird. It is a it is a weird and disturbing thing to be racing against, but it is awesome. Yeah, I think that those oh those, wow, yeah, I linked it in the in the chat here. Hover transfer. It's really fucking cool. These are it's wild. wild. There's a bunch of these. There's like a bunch of these types of races against ridiculous vehicles. There's a train race. There's a there's I think there's a plane race. There's a bunch of the like. All right, you're gonna race something that like doesn't make sense for a car to race. Um, and so much <laughs> of it is communicated through the physics and through like the scale i think it's really funny that i think when i think about us we don't talk about games like this that often we don't talk about driving games like this or sports games like this and when i say us i mean both this podcast but also kind of like the larger critical sphere we spend a lot of time talking about immersive sims and rpgs uh, and adventure games and things that have narrative and things that have lore and quote-unquote world building not that this doesn't have world building right we already talked about the ways in which the the climate and the and the kind of world design help create a certain atmosphere and feeling that that's that's world building um but the i think it's a shame because it dulls our ability to talk about things in this kind of formal and aesthetic sense where it's so easy for me as a critic to to hammer in on like here are how the characters are written here are how um the this this boss fight you know uh, communicates something about this faction and it's so important to also think about the words that Rob was saying earlier about like the way in which um, the 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 location can communicate a feeling of speed, right, or or something like that, right? Like those sorts of things are part of our critical toolbox that often go be, become dull because we don't push ourselves to use them. And playing a game like this is is the sort of thing that reminds me that it's worth digging into that stuff. Because when I think about that hovercraft with all of its weight and speed and like the, the it communicates something about technology and about about the the heft of the things we can build in a way that 
playing other games just doesn't. Like, that, that fucking hovercraft is terrifying. Seeing the train go and there's a train race that is, like, so fast and it's so direct and it's so frustrating because it doesn't have to deal with turns because it has tracks and I have to deal with turns, goddammit. How am I supposed to beat this thing? Communicate something about, not just about trains, but about different types of technology. It, it, you know, it's not, I don't think there's a thesis statement at the bottom of it, right? But it's important to think about games that fall out of those more traditional genres of, of that, that draw our critical attention um, because it just like I said, I think, I think it keeps us sharp. Mm-hmm. It does remind me of a piece that we had when Forza Horizon 3 came yes. out. We, we actually had a really cool piece about Australia and sort of the, the political machinations going on inside of Australia, particularly with sort of conservative leanings. Um, I, I, I'm failing to uh, remember was, exactly what we called it. Was it was Forza Horizon but... 3 depicts a better Australia than Australians deserve, which was written uh, by an Australian, to be clear. Um, it was written yes, by was, yeah. James O'Connor. Um, and yeah. James was trying to work through the sort of like picture perfect vision of Australia that had been whitewashed mm-hmm. of uh, a lot of its uh, political baggage. This was right in the middle of a number of, of kind of immigration crises um, and uh, and detention center crises that are still ongoing as far as I know. Um, and, and the sort of like the history of Australia as um, – or not the history, but one of the ways that Australia presented – both to its own citizens, but also globally as like the party zone, as like the fun, it's fun. Right. We're all just adventure fun, adventure fun time, bro yeah. time here. And that felt like it was like a, a whitewashing of some of the issues, which, you know, I, Brexit, as far as I know, hasn't come up yet in <laughs> Forza Horizon 4. Though I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> sure. if it did, because things like Reddit absolutely do. Like name dropped, like not name dropped, but like, oh yeah, I read that Reddit thread, says a character in Forza Horizon 4. Mm. Or there's an entire series of, of races I've heard that I've not gotten to yet, um, but I heard Jeff uh, Gersman talk about this the other day. Um, there's an entire series of races that are based on everyone's favorite like video games of all time. So they'll just be like, oh yeah, this is the huh. race in which we're trying to remake Outrun. And like, it's like a YouTuber, but apparently like a decent YouTuber. I'm very excited to see these races. I don't want to, you know... Don't want to just like repeat a bombcast segment from last week, but that stuff sounds really cool. <laughs> sure. I'm excited to see it because one, I don't know what the list of those cars are. It's like a it's like a multi race thing, um, and two, it's just mm. interesting to see a game that's like yeah, video games exist, Reddit exists. We don't have a fake Reddit. It's not called Set It. It's not called you know whatever else it could be. Um, it's not like the the CSI SVU version of the internet. It's just the internet, <laughs> uh, and I like that. It's such a yeah. weird, like, the you know, the first thing, I don't know, there's weird likable touches in this game, though. Like, the first people you meet are organizers. Right. Like, literally, the first characters nice. you meet, the people, like, the person you drive in turns out not to be your actual avatar in the game. It's the lead organizer who puts Horizon Festival together. And, like, on the radio messages, like, all the DJs are like, man, like, do you have any idea how fucking hard it is to get anything done? Do you have any idea? Like, there's this one guy who's talking about, like, you know, man, let me tell you, like, I'm in a band and half the managers that, like, try to, like, you know, set you up with a gig and, you and, like, leave you stranded in a motel with, like, no money and, like, no gig. Uh, it's amazing that they have people like this who can put this together. And it's this weird, like, from the first, the game is crediting the sorts of people that, like, like other Horizon games have been like, this just sort of happens. Horizon Festival is awesome. <laughs> mm. It's this very, like, utopian uh, and I don't know, Forza Horizon 4 has this weird, like, oh yeah, there's like 
logistics behind this. There's yeah. like effort behind this. Well, there it. has it's to be weird. because this is a 24-7 festival that's taken over northern England yeah. into Edinburgh, into Scotland, into Edinburgh, right? Like there the is... The environmental yeah. destruction it's this terrible. thing would like wreak. It's like... <laughs> Like in the first minutes, like stone walls, they're like tissue paper. You just blow through them. You need to cut a racetrack. You'll go straight through a hedge, a stone wall, like a number of trees. Like, yeah, most trees. What insurance hard. company took this know. on? I don't <laughs> know. I need that I insurance. This maybe might... this is the utopian Brexit vision. No, like this okay. is this is the new economy. I was gonna say maybe this is like an alternative Mad Max post. The global warming disaster. This game takes place actually in in 2018 of the new calendar, 2,000 years from now, with a bunch of cars that they've they brought seasons. They back. brought seasons back for yeah. Horizon Festival. This is the only place there are seasons left in the world. The rest of the world is just a pit. Uh, but here, as long as people race, the storms will brew, and then you know it's it's you know the eternal race. Anyway. Now that we're done talking about cars, uh, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we can we can talk more about video games, both in in their most uh, ambitious and their most. Uh, you know, I'm not going to diss Super Mario Party. Maybe it's good this time. I'm excited hey. to hear about it. I'm excited to hear about it. We'll be right back. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. All right, Natalie, tell me about Super Mario Party and why I should enjoy it. You should enjoy it because it is a fun game, Austin, that is lighthearted and doesn't make you feel sad, but lets you have fun with your friends if you can actually round up your friends to play the game, which... Is that like an insult for me? Is that... Are you saying... No, it's an insult for me because I played Super Mario Party... Alone. <laughs> oh, no. you had a party of one. Wow, it's like Super Mario. Green I had a party, party of one. I got one. I got one friend to play <laughs> some mini games with me, um, the first night, and uh, we were both so tired. And she's uh, visiting in from Atlanta. Atlanta. Um, shout out to Joel. Shout um, out to Joel and her. Yeah. But um, so I got her to play. We were so tired. I was like, I just want to try it. I, just, I don't want to play a full round. I don't want to like play the game, but I just want to play some Mario Party mini games. So we ended up playing like 10 of them. We're like just one. And then we ended up playing like 10 and then did this like m- mini game mode in which you, uh, it is not just like f- first, second, third, and fourth. You don't win just by your placement. You win by like how well you do so the oh, games nah. just keep going like the mini games keep going until you die um so you get first but you ominous. get points <laughs> just keep going until you die Mario party till you die okay. um <laughs> but it uh 
So instead of instead of um, just placements, your placements have scores attached to them, and so your cumulative score is what you would buy. Um, so we, we played that mode, and then I played um, uh, a bunch of mini games by myself because I didn't want to spoil the experience of. I so I haven't actually played the the, the party what? yet. Okay, so you've only because played mini games. That feels like so cheating I only played. To me. That feels like well, only eating your dessert. That's what that feels like. Some would agree. My my, I I wanted to play. My my boyfriend has a friend in town as well, and I, I had this whole plan of we were gonna all get together. Mm-hmm. I cleaned up my apartment. I made it real nice. Super Mario Party we were ready. Gonna, we we're gonna play some Mario Party, and they were like, "We're tired," and so they didn't come and so i was like well i don't want to spoil that's the fair. party mode for me yet but i'll play the mini games and they were like that's cheating because now every time cheating. a mini game pops up you're gonna be like oh i know this one and i was like well y'all should have come over then, I suck. Guess. yeah, yeah. then sure. y'all should have come over i'm not sure i'd like go cross burrow for mario party like just to be honest, like especially with the L down on like, weekends. Yeah, it's fair. What if there's like pizza though, or beer, or like that? I need what if to know there more is about your loving pizza? your loving partner on the other side of that bar waiting pizza? for you? She got a good you know, pizza. I could have gotten pizza. I didn't say it, but I if they were like we're hungry, I could have accommodated. Also, I supplied the game, so yeah. But then also they you were like the pizza. practicing it. Who practices Mario Party? Like what sort of Rob, me? Because Rob. I need to win. Wait, I definitely because would do that. I need to be the best. I would yeah, yeah you would ago, too. Two weeks ago, you told that story about War of the Ring in which you beat Nick as Nick's. That by... was educational. That was yeah. for his own. How am I not being educational? How am I not I being? That, yeah, Natalie the, the, has gone to the, the Zachney school. <laughs> God, uh, are the mini games neat? Are they like there are new ones? They're fun. Presumably, there are new ones. Most of the ones I played were new ones. Um, I just played random, like I just had them randomized, and so I think almost all of the ones I played were new ones because I didn't recognize any of them. Um, a lot of them like use the Joy-Con. And <laughs> okay, the best part about the game is after you win. Around you take your Joy-Con and you go yeah, and so you make a motion of like a thumbs up, kind of from the outside to the inside, and it makes your 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 you and your friends high five, and it is so oh, cute good. and good. It's really good, and so every time you have to go, it won't proceed if you don't do it. So you got to go yeah, and it's really so cute. the Mar so. To be in the Mario Party, you have to do the Mario Party salute. Uh, right. Uh huh. It's yes. Mm, uh. Hidden curriculum, as my friend Trey Goodfellow would say. I have I have two questions, Natalie. Yes. The first one, since Luigi's dead, is Luigi in this? Luigi's there. I played as um, Monty Mole, which wassail. was very cute. Monty Mole's good. Um, but yes, Luigi is there. He this seems to have taken place before his unfor- his untimely passing. Okay. Um, okay. according to the lore. Okay. I think this was filmed. His 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 uh uh role in this uh game was filmed uh pre the Nintendo pres- direct in which he um was sacrificed. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. In memoriam. So this is like a second Luigi. Which is, of course, another theory that people have. That would be 
the green man, the greener man. No, but what if there's still a third one? Like, you know about Luke, right? Luke Luke Skywalker? Mario? Yeah, Luke Skywalker. You don't know about Luke Skywalker? I've heard the name. No, Luke Skywalker, the clone. The genetic clone with two U's. You don't know? So, okay, so (laughs) the clone that Joris. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Sparty clones would have like they were they were sort of fragmented identities of the original uh-huh. template, and so they, the telltale is they would mispronounce their own names. So uh, Joris uh, uh, Jor- Joris Kabouth Kabouth became yeah. Jorus Kabouth, uh-huh, right. and that's how you knew that was the bad one. Although yep. reading those books, I'm not sure there was ever a good one. But anyway, there's clone Luke. Hot take. There's also wow. bigger Luke. Which we shouldn't bigger forget Luke? about. Bigger Luke. The bigger Luke theory. What? Oh. Do you not familiar with the BL theory? No. Yeah. Commonly abbreviated as BL or more uncommonly BGL is the slightly large manifestation of Luke Skywalker that is said to appear in certain scenes of the original Star Wars trilogy, contrasting to regular Luke. The appearance of bigger Luke as a partic- in a particular scene is generally, but not always, judged relative <laughs> to the height of Han Solo. And as such, Han is the primary go-to frame of reference amongst bigger Luke theorists. No, you don't. You're not. Okay. I'm not familiar this with this. This is news it's to exciting. me, and I, I thought I was up on this shit. So I'm just wow. trying to pay attention to see if Luigi or bigger Luigi comes up, because I got Greener Luigi. Greener Luigi, yeah, yes. Greener. <laughs> GreenerLuigi.com. Thank you. God. That's what it is. I, what was your second... second- yeah. My second question has to do with the fact that I have a long and storied history with this series. Ooh. I thought the yes. first one was great. I was also 15. <laughs> I thought the second one was great. I was also 16. The second then one's I still played good. like seven on the GameCube, and I was like, whoa, this is this series is taking a turn. Is they this got one bad. actually kind of good? Well, I haven't played the party mode yet, oh, that's so I right. can't speak to that. That's the big um, one, yeah. That's true. That's, that's true. which really makes me this whole segment on the podcast. I mean, I don't know what I started here. I'm sorry for saying that we're I played a game now. that I did. We're in it. <laughs> no, we're all the way in. All you've done is written a check for the future <laughs> by which you better have played this game. <laughs> um, you know, maybe I'll play that party mode by myself tonight. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I'll fuck around with a solo. Sadist. Solo party. Mario solo party. Um, you know, the first Two games of Mario Party. I played Mario Party 2 extensively mm. as a young child. And then, and I got every single year, I had a GameCube. I had all the Nintendo systems. So every single year, I would get the next Mario Party game because me and my brother loved playing Mario Party. And they definitely fell off pretty hard <laughs> because just, uh, hmm, okay. How do I say this? It is like what has happened with Paper Mario in which Mm. there are revisions to the formula that made it great that should not be replaced because then they are made bad. Um, So the theory that you're saying here is that like Paper Mario comes out. That game's okay. That game is fine. First Paper Mario. That game is extremely good. Okay. But then you're saying after that, there were revisions. Thousand Year Door comes out. That game's great. Extremely good. That's a game even I know is great. I played that game. I didn't beat that game, but I played that game even though it's not normally my thing and I really enjoyed it. thought the writing was great. thought there was lots of cool stuff. Then what you're saying is from there, what happens? Sticker Star. Better or worse? What? What are we doing here? I haven't played that game. I forget if that's the one I played. Sticker Star is where you get a sticker book. Uh Uh-huh. And you got to collect stickers to do attacks. That sounds 
Google. Bad. There was a it's good weird. one like two years ago that I played. Let me let color me see. splash, which I think also has an a different uh, uh, fighting mechanic, battle mechanic. I appreciate the original battle mechanic. Uh-huh. That is the one I stand for. And and you're saying the that those one, the things that got better in Thousand Year Door, they should have stayed in place. That while the things that got better in Thousand Year Door was a greater characterization of the side, the sort of like uh, companions you mm, get. Sure. You have a deeper story. The puzzles are better, or, or just like are uh, like you know a little bit longer, and and it just there's uh, added a little bit more nuance to each of the existing variables of Mar- uh, Paper Mario the first, right. Danielle, I think that you last reviewed Mario and Luigi Paper Jam, and I, think I only so. and I only uh, your verdict here. Yes, you say outside of these occasional missteps, Paper Jam is a pure joy to play. Combat is fast, fun, and varied. The writing is witty and adorable, and the environments are fun to explore. Each new ability gave me an excuse to go through earlier areas again, scouring for goodies. This is a fantastic entry in a series known for quality, an action RPG that makes good on its action, and yet another excuse to spend more time in Mario's bright, bonkers world. Verdict, there yes. Is. There it is. Uh, that's yeah, over I... at Ready, Set, Zam, yeah. which has unfortunately been fucking pulled from the internet. Um, so you have to go to archive.org to do a Wayback Machine search for it. Yeah. I, I... Interesting. It's uh now again I don't have the the strongest take on this because I only played Mario Parties one two and seven, but it felt to me now you can correct me but it felt to me that the drop off in Mario Party quality was more extreme than the drop off in both the Mario and Luigi and the Paper Mario series which share some DNA. It all kind of started with the Mario RPG and they both kind of split off from there. Mm. However, also. I played a Mario Party on the 3DS in early 2014. That was not awesome. So mm. I guess I played Mario Party 1, 2, 7, and whatever the fuck that one was. Yeah, that one was like Superstar or something. It was like yeah. Mario Party. Um, Super see, something. Mario. I never Party. liked the idea of Mario Party on like a portable console on a 3DS or a DS. And I know that Island that's- Tour. Perhaps. Island Tour, I think, is the one. I yeah, I agree. That it, in Polygon, actually, <laughs> because they're meant, and this is kind of one of the interesting things about the new uh, Super Mario Party that just came out is they don't offer online play for the actual party mode. Huh? Do they offer as it for the mini games? I think the mini games you can play online, but you can't play the actual party mode online, which is interesting because I think. I think it has something to do with multiple switch systems and how they work in the party mode, but also I can see it being like trying to bring back, you know, the couch co-op sort of yeah vibe and and experience, and especially in the in the party mode, which is like supposed to be like playing a board game, like supposed yeah. to be like you know playing sitting around a table playing a board game together. Um, but a lot of people are disappointed that they can't, you know, play that online, which is understandable. Yeah. Yeah. Which I would like, but I understand. We should have, we should figure out a chance to play. Cause I'm curious about the multi, the multi screen, multi switch stuff. 
So yeah, I'm really interested to see like how that interacts with each other. Yeah. Um, uh, it's weird because I feel like the, I'm fine with like Mario Kart being on a portable console where everyone's just looking at their own screen, but I think that's because Mario Kart is already a split screen game on a regular TV where you're always just focused on your own little corner. Whereas Mm -hmm. Mario Party, it's a shared screen. All the games, or not all of them, but many of the games take place in a shared space. There are some split screen games, but many of them are just like the same shared space. Mm -hmm. It's important to kind of screen look sometimes. Um, and just like being able to all look at the same one board on the on the page or on the the, mm-hmm. the monitor is like feels right i don't know yeah because you're seeing like everyone's sort of you know when people like quick look the map and kind yeah. of you can follow where they're looking and you kind of strategize and exactly. and that is the experience of, of of sort of playing you know unless you are very good at board games and don't need to act out your your intentions unlike me <laughs> right <laughs> But, um, yeah, so I'm excited to play a little bit more of that and play the actual party mode and see what that is like. Um, Yeah, we'll have to check it out. Yeah. Danielle, I know you have been doing some some adventuring around the world. Not the Mario world, but the world of ancient Greece. Yes. I tried to make that work. A different cinematic universe. Yes. (laughs) I was in a different cinematic universe, unless Mario Odyssey may have gone to... Uh, No, not really. It didn't somehow, despite having the name Odyssey. Yeah, wait right. for the DLC. Yeah, wait for the, the Greek DLC. So uh, what do you think so far about Assassin's Creed Odyssey? So I'm not very far in. I'm probably only a couple hours in. You're still uh, on Kefalonia, I'm guessing? Yeah, uh, I'm still on that first intro. island. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got through the 300 battle. I started up as Cassandra. Right. I flew around with the bird. I'm doing some quests. There's some, I don't know, somebody owes somebody money. There's a vineyard. Yeah, that's all. It's yep. very... So the last time I really put time into an Assassin's Creed was probably two. Uh, and I played that way after it came out. I played that in like 2012 or something. Uh, and I really loved it. I liked playing that game quite a bit. And then I, 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 I sort of like received tertiary fatigue around uh, the series from just everyone else playing it and and sort of getting bored with various iterations in the franchise and that yeah. kind of thing. Like I own several Assassin's Creeds. I own... Black Flag, which I actually do want to play one day. I own three, which maybe I don't. Uh, you know, I, I own several of these games. And I've That's just... getting remastered as part of this or re-released or something, three? isn't it? Yeah. Um, huh. Which is a weird thing, right? They should pick Black um, Flag instead from what I understand. <laughs> I think it's just about the timing on that. I think like Black Flag is new enough to have... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. All I know is Assassin's Creed 3 remaster is coming out as part of the this the Odyssey release. Okay. Like right. the season pass gets you a copy of a remastered version of Assassin's Creed 3, as well as Liberation, which is actually super interesting. Okay. Yeah, did you I play Liberation? Was... No, I did okay. not. I, I sort of really weirdly followed along with the ups and downs of the series. I was very interested in Origins, but just didn't find time for it mm-hmm. last year. Um, and somehow I did not think I would, I would find any time for Odyssey, but I find myself now. Um, it was like. I didn't have plans on Friday. I deliberately canceled plans on Friday night. And I was like, no, I ain't going to sit at home. I'm going to play a video game. I'm going to relax. I'm going to make myself relax by <laughs> hanging out with Cassandra in ancient Greece. And, you know, the game is fine. Um, I'm more interested in Cassandra as a character. And that's something I, I plan to actually go in a little deeper on this mm-hmm. week. I might write something. might do some more podcast stuff around it. So I don't want to go in too deep around that stuff. But she definitely is kind of the hook. Uh, that's keeping me interested in playing right now. I think she's awesome. She's like this kind of like 
kind of rad, like, mercenary lady who, uh, you know, she she seems like she has a good time. She seems like she enjoys her life. Uh, I, I'm sort of interested to see where her journey goes, where, where her odyssey goes. Oh, where her odyssey. Okay, go I got you. Mm, you know, I see. I'm very curious to see <clears throat> to see what you think of it as you put more time in because yeah. I'm I'm now like 30 plus hours in and still like Cassandra and still have nothing but reservations about everything else in that game basically. <laughs> it's just not my thing. Like I yeah. I I'm happy people are having a good time with it, um, but it's just like every time I play, I hit something that's made me frustrated and made me feel like oh I could have put this time into anything else, you know? Yeah, yeah my friend Simone over at Polygon is loves this series, like mm-hmm. loves the sort of syndicate on. I think Assassin's, Cre- Assassin's yeah. Creed. Syndicate's the one this that I that really want to play. In a lot of, like, yeah, oh, yeah, that's why it? I'm like, okay, okay. A lot of I got credits. Interesting. Yeah. I uh, awesome. I'm very much the like AC one apologist, of course. Uh, and then <laughs> the I like one. I like Brotherhood a whole bunch. I don't love two. I think two's narrative pacing is just, just super weird. Um, but I love Brotherhood. Uh, and then there were bits about. Three was really frustrating because there was so much about it that I thought I I actually really enjoyed. I kind of enjoyed how self serious it was, um, because I don't think it necessarily stuck the landing, but it was it was fun to see them fucking go for it. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, mm-hmm. And Black Flag was the one where I was the most like, "Wow, this is a good game," and I don't want to play it. Like, this is a good game. This is a good game. I don't want to play it. I just don't want to keep doing the same stuff again and again. And in some ways, I feel like that has been – that is what maybe is happening with Odyssey, except that I don't necessarily feel like Odyssey – Odyssey doesn't strike me in the same way where I'm like, oh, this is a well-designed system. This is a cool idea. This is a neat character. I'm not having those same reactions for the the most part. There are some standout characters. There's so much of Odyssey that there is a lot of opportunity for the occasional standout bit, right? Like Mm. I had an entire quest line this past week. I got to you get to like level twenty five and you, you get through Athens at the end of Athens. They're like, here are three things you can go do, and I did all three of those things. And one of those three things I thought was excellent, uh, and the other two were like pretty good. Um, but then it's like now I'm back in the deep end, and I still have I'm still only I'm still only level like twenty six or something, twenty seven maybe, and I still have so much to go still, and I'm back in this like downward trend of just like complete boilerplate side missions with characters i just don't give a fuck about who are not you know that interesting and where i'm not really getting the big plot stuff that i'm interested in and the small side story stuff just isn't motivating me to keep playing so i think i'm gonna eject and just look at some youtube videos once all that stuff is out there to see how that story wraps up i guess Mm -hmm. in games like this i feel like it would be so helpful to have like uh, a guide who's like here are the 10 best things you you can do in this game. Here's how to have the best game experience out of this. Well, the thing that's scary is... And not in the YouTube way, but like in a... I yeah, know. no, I get you. Like I a, actually had a friend sitting next to me who was like, Oh, do right, this quest. I, don't I miss this. I have this knowledge. Yeah. yeah. But they don't the thing is... You, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, you go ahead, Rob. But they don't even let you stick to critical path quests because of the leveling system. Like, even if 100%. you always know the next thing you gotta do, if you wanted yep. to, you could go bada bing, bada boom and just get this whole odyssey done. Uh, but hey, oh, yeah. bada bing, bada boom, get this Odyssey done. New York Odyssey. Hey, New York hey. Odyssey over here. Calypso, look, baby, it's been great, but I gotta go. My old lady, my old lady's gonna be on my ass. Anyway, uh, so you always know the next thing you you've got to do. I'm piloting a Tareem over here. Hey, hey, guy, guy, just hey, just get over here. Tie me up. Tie me up. 
And just let me listen to the song. Just, just let, let me listen. listen to the fucking let's, siren. Let's go around just the block. Let's go around the block a couple go around. times. Keep driving. Yeah. Keep driving. This, this is a real summer jam right this here. This is my favorite part right here. This is my favorite part right here. They're screaming. Listen. That's it. She's like, come to land and stay with us forever. Oh, man. You hear that? You don't hear it. That's take, that. Take, that, That's take that the real. cotton out of your ears. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. We just lost We just lost Maury. <laughs> Maury, what are you doing over there, Maury? Oh, uh, Maury, you should, put, you should put the cotton back in. Oh, uh, shit. Put it back. Oh, Maury. Oh, some guys, some oh, guys that can't handle the sirens. Some guys you can't do it. Not like me. <laughs> anyway, uh, but so you always know, like, hey, here's the next thing I got to go do. But it's two levels away, and those levels start like you have to start grinding to get those levels. And so it's like uh, I need to go. Yeah, you can get through. You have the an option, Starting Rob. island. Yes, you do. You can get through the starting island pretty quickly. <laughs> but after that, it's like, look, you got to go help these. <laughs> these little these little hapless motherfuckers all over Greece who's like oh no shit I lost I lost my pottery god damn it bandits got they there's a pot I was going to dedicate it to the gods it was going to be awesome they were going to love it but these bandits they came we got 12 hours to get me this pot uh, we very we very cleverly concealed uh, the seams and this like semi-procedural interaction we're having here, uh, but you got to do this like uh, fifteen times. Sound good to you? Fifteen times. You you hey, get me the hey, hey, hey. get me the thing. Maybe you only listen. Maybe you only need to do it not to say ten times if you spend uh, a couple bucks on the permanent no. XP boost. No. Every I, I I keep seeing this online. I keep seeing people on Twitter say like, "I'm so glad I bought the XP boost." This feels like it's the the way the game is meant to be played, and That's it's so like, fucked up. It's so fucked up. It's I haven't dug into that stuff at all. Like, I never went into the XP. I didn't even know this was available until I started seeing people talk about it. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Well, fuck." There's kind of a one. My first thought was like, I should just get that. Like, no, 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 I shouldn't just get that. And then I thought, well, no, I probably shouldn't get it because. I already am 30 hours into the game. I've already missed the window. Like, I already, I would have mm. already needed that 30 hours of permanent XP boost, unless it's retroactive, in which case, if it's retroactive, maybe I should just give them 20 bucks or whatever it is, and I should What are those, Odyssey bucks? Odyssey, they're, no, it's real dollars. It's real microtransaction dollars oh, to get God. this thing. Meanwhile, it's, I'm out there just, like, up to my ass and bores, just, like, clearing those things out like a fucking, like a fucking shitter in yeah. a ballpark or something. Just like, oh, no, we got boars in here. There's more boars. It's so frustrating. So it's a, it's 10 bucks. It's a, or, or 1,000 Helix credits, which is the oh. bucks is what you get. You get those bucks. Um, it gives you Genetic 50%. Memory. Right. Genetic, yeah, genetic memory, of course. It gives you 50% extra experience points for the rest of the campaign. Um, and so it's not retroactive. It doesn't seem like it. Um, I don't see anything that says it would be. Um, that would be great. No, it wouldn't. It'd be bad. It'd be bad. Um, uh, there's actually a piece. Um, there, I mean, there's a bunch of pieces about this everywhere. If you just search for like microtransactions, AC Odyssey, you'll find some stuff. But the thing that's so frustrating is I've been the person in the past who is like, who wants there to be. I, there have been times in my life where I'm like, man, I wish I could keep up with my friends who are playing X MMO. And if there wasn't, I would be happily spend ten bucks for some sort of auto grind thing or auto leveler so I could keep up with my friends because they want to do go do the new strike or they want to go do the new content. And I want to play with them for this week or like maybe I want to play with them all you know, 
three times a week, but they're playing five or six times a week. I can't keep up with that. So I wish I could just spend an extra 10 bucks. I'd be happy to do that. Um, and so I want there to, I, I'm the, I'm the person who's given that argument before. And, and for those cases, I'm cool with there being XP doublers and shit like that, especially if a game is free or cheap or something like that. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something like a Guild Wars 2 where you've paid already to get the game and then you just, there's no subscription or something like that. Right. But this is the opposite case. This is the nightmare case that people argue back to me for years, which is like, well, what happens when people start developing games and does, and putting in the tweaking the numbers such that the XP purchase, the XP bonus, is is the thing is the way the game is meant to be played is the thing that you should also buy to have the more desirable experience. And it's so frustrating to see it come come to bear. And it, it, the thing that's the most frustrating is. Is there a version of this game where they tweak those those XP values such, and maybe I have this, or is there a version of this game where they gave me this as part of the reviewer package, and I had it on and didn't even notice the difference? Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think we just got the regular code. There was a whole thing they where it was like, oh, you give us the X- special code, but they didn't they have were. it. They were. They were going to give us the special code. They didn't have it yet on the Xbox. They had it on the PS4. I was like, no, I want to play on I Xbox. I think I got the special code. So uh, th- I'm super curious because if you get this XP doubler, if I had gotten that XP doubler, I guarantee my experience of this game would be so different because I would be bailing on these side quests 50% sooner, right, to go move forward. And I hadn't even considered what this did to the reviews. This is like fucking usual suspects right That's now. That's fucked up. Yeah, this is... Mm. Yeah, I'm out mm. here talking about Pepe Silva right now. You know, usual suspects. <laughs> exactly. Uh, All right, we got usual suspects. We got the New York Odyssey. New York Odyssey. What else we got, we got today? No such thing. So yeah, so like that's that's one of those things where it's like I guarantee, I bet I would have had a better time of this game because I would have been moving from main plot point to main plot point instead of lingering and just trying to clean up every fucking snake pit in Athens, you know? But that's not going to be most people's experience of the game. Unless they're spending 20 bucks or 10 bucks to get this XP bonus. That's so ridiculous! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it makes me mad. It's bad. Anyway. Ugh. God. (laughs) There are also temporary two-hour XP bonuses that you can get with just your UB points, I think, instead of your Helix credits. Alexios seems like somebody who'd do it. How do you make UB points? From just playing the game. What, what did you say, Rob? It seems like somebody would do a little bump before uh, oh, going yeah. to some quests. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, just trying to get his head right, yeah. you know? Just trying to get what he needs. He's got to get focused. Get in the zone. <laughs> That's right. Uh, anything else this week that we've been playing? I, really briefly, I, I during my tooth pain, I had this sort of like... If all I was doing was resting, it was the worst because all I could focus on was the pain. I couldn't even really watch anything. <clears throat> I needed to, like, really focus on something. So I, I started Dragon Quest Eleven, which is, like, just low intensity enough to keep my attention on something. And I am still mm. super early in that game, but so far it is fairly charming. So I'll, I'll report in on that if I continue. Nice. Um, I finished uh, Life is Strange 2 episode oh, one. Oh, nice. What do you think? I know we talked about it last week, so I won't belabor no, I'm it. I'm still curious what you think. I really loved it. Honestly, really loved it. And I was a tiny bit skeptical going in because you know no. how hard I, I enjoyed how queer the, yeah. the first two games were very much about like young women's stories, and young women in love. And that was awesome. And I really loved that. And this is entirely different. Uh, but uh, even though it was about like two young men, like a, a 16 year old boy and his like 10 year old brother, yeah. uh, I thought it was really beautiful. And like there were parts I, I definitely almost teared up. 
Uh, I thought the writing was fantastic. I actually really enjoyed uh, the design of it. The puzzles are much more, uh, you know, they're a little bit more straightforward now. <laughs> like, playing the game feels very, very, very smooth, whereas, you know, there were a couple of points in the first game where it felt a little sticky, yeah, a little bit like, yeah. oh, okay, this is a little... Mm -hmm. A little tweaky like it didn't you know keep me from enjoying the game obviously but this does feel like an overall much smoother uh experience and really 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 loved it um yeah i think it's incredibly affecting and the writing was quite good so awesome i'm still excited to get to it it's one of those things that i'm like i mean is the whole thing releasing what, what is the schedule for release for it this year actually not sure when episode two is out this I'm one is torn. uh i know patrick mentioned it but this one is much sort of meatier than i think any other episode yeah. it was like four four and a half hours for me actually oh wow uh, that's meeting that's that's yeah that's substantial i also do everything a good session that's a good it session was, it was a good session i would want and to I usually play like the whole thing games. in one thing yeah 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 i usually prefer shorter games um but uh this one i i genuinely thought sort of um Made good on it, so. You know what? This reminds Let's me. See, I'm one, seeing it here. Yeah, I don't see any sort of like release schedule that I can find. It's five episodes. My guess is it'll be running through early next year. Um, yeah. At this point, right, uh, or mid next year, maybe. I may just wait. I, I we'll see. We'll see. Uh, if I if I find the time for it, I would love to play it before the end of the year. Um, but it did just remind me that we're still supposed to get Kentucky Route Zero Act Five this year. And oh boy, I'm so or Act Four, Act Act no Act Five, Act Five, Act Four came out in 2017. I didn't get around to Act Four. I lost my KRZ save. I, I played through Act Three, and then my computer died, and I lost that save, and I never backed it up. So I have to replay the whole. I have to. Oh no, replay the 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 whole first uh, first. <laughs> Uh, three parts of the game or four parts of the game now, um, which I'm excited about. But I, I, I hope that that hits this year. I, I very, very, very much would love to have the new a new Kentucky Route Zero thing in my life in 2018. Um, it's a series that I think a lot of people have not not dug into partially because they've been waiting for it to all be done, but also. I think it gets a it gets a an immediate reputation as being like oh it's magical realist it's like an adventure game with some like we weird shit in it and all that's true but it is also very much as the series continues clearly about all the stuff that we love talking about um, you know about about kind of the American ideal and the American dream and uh, capitalism and you know the the ways in which identity are created. Um, it's a fantastic series. So here's hoping that we get the, the final act of uh, KRZ this year. Hey, question for y'all. And if this is nothing, like, feel free to cut it, Kato. But I was racking my brain this week. I was feeling a little spooky. I was like, I feel yeah. like something spooky, but not like alien isolation spooky. Like, that's ooh, yeah. it's <laughs> a little beyond what I'm, I'm aiming for. But there was a game I vaguely remember it was like kids like attending a party, but like things are getting creepy and it had a sorcery, a sorcery esque aesthetic. And I cannot. Was it oxen free? But are you thinking oxen free? It looks like oxen free for sure. Were they on an island? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, oxen free. It's oxen -free. Okay. You should yeah. play oxen free. Is it spooky? It's spooky, but it's not super spooky. It's, it's a cool game. I, I'm super frustrated by that game because I think it has really cool lore but getting that lore requires a lot of backtracking, mm. and it was kind of the thing I was most interested in by the end of it, more than like the character relationships or stuff. Um, but it has a really great style, and some great, great sound work, some great yeah. visual art. Um, 
it's worth it's worth checking out. I watched a let's play of that, <laughs> but I found that cool. So. Austin, yeah, Game Pass. Oh, we should hit Game Pass, and then we should probably wrap up. Hey, Game Pass is kind of great. That's how I'm playing Forza Horizon Four. Like I was like, man, I wish I'd just play that, but I I can't. And then Game Pass was like, could I interest you? Could I tempt you in some Forza Horizon That's Four? So and I was like. The whole game? Because, like, yeah. don't do this to me. Like, because when Sony was like, do you want some Drive Club? They were lying. They weren't giving me Drive Club. They were giving me like a little, were, like, little nibble they give you a of taste. Drive Club. Yeah. Sampler. Yeah. But this yeah. was like, this is the whole thing. And it's just like. It's the whole thing. It's the go whole to that thing. festival. Just go. Just bring oh. me to the festival. The the thing that's unbelievable about it to me is like, so what is it? It's 10 bucks, right? 10 bucks a month. So it's not nothing. It ain't nothing. Um, is that also right? That's right. Right. Yeah. Game Pass. 10 bucks a month. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to pull up a list of like what what all is on there, but like in my mind, it's always just oh whatever Microsoft has released this year, right? So it's a subscription based service. Microsoft I think has described it as like the Netflix for video games, right? That's their goal with it. Um, but in my mind, it was like oh right, that's the thing that has like Forza Horizon Four, which is rad. Um, you know, State of Decay Two. Uh, uh, what's the what's the boat one? What's the Sea of Thieves? Um, yeah. uh, I'm like, okay, cool. Like those are all cool game recore. Okay. Okay. But then like, when you look at the list of every game that's on this platform now, uh, it's, you know, Elder Scrolls online. It's the, it's Hitman from 2016. It's rocket league. It's doom from 2016. Uh, it's ge- all of the Gears of War games. It's Tom Clancy's The Division. Uh, it is uh, Halo Five. It is Cluster Truck. It is that previous Cluster Tomb Raider Truck. game. It is City Skylines. Uh, it is uh, Warhammer Vermintide Two. It's Graveyard Keeper. It's Quantum Break. It's Abzu. It's you know, Rage, the original Rage. It's Ruiner. It's a bunch of Fable games. It's like all of the Fable games. Damn, it's all the Fable games. I never beat Fable Two. I should go back and beat Fable Two. It's it's uh, 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 Mark of the uh, Garou Mark of the Wolves, a great SNK fighting game. It's Wasteland Two, which I didn't even realize was out on Xbox know. One. Uh, it is. Uh, I'm just like clicking through this list at this point. Like, Sherlock Holmes, The Devil's Daughter. Now it's Fallout best work, Four. But it's fine. Sure, but it's on there, right? <laughs> I mean, there's lots of stuff here that I would not advise playing, like Homefront: The Resolution. The Revolution. Homefront: The Resolution. <laughs> uh, Homefront: The Revolution. I would not necessarily rec- recommend here. Um, but you know, there's a lot here that's really fucking cool. That is. I so wish that I like Laser League is a game that came out this year that I don't think anybody played. Not enough people played it. Really fucking cool game. If I was like 19 and in college, I would so much rather spend 10 bucks a month for this than do the thing I was doing at the time, which was trading in everything I owned, literally sometimes going to a pawn shop to sell stuff to get money for games. That is literally where I was at. Uh, and uh, and this would just be like so easily fit into that into that niche. Obviously, at the time, the thing is like it would be giving me, <laughs> it would not necessarily only be giving me new you know uh, games on that on that generation. It would be giving me past games, and it's something that I wish, like I really want to see PlayStation now develop uh, in this direction, <laughs> because. Like, PS2 has an incredible backlog that is just fantastic, and having access to that would be incredible, you know? Um, but I don't know. It's just it's it's a thing that I think struck both of us this weekend uh, as being incredible. Yeah, it was like... It, it was like... 
finding a couple $20 bills in a pair of jeans you washed. Like, that's how it felt. Right. I was like, cool. Nice. Like, this is this is neat. And if I... <laughs> at least two. Yeah, at least two. At least two. Like, one is like, huh, I guess I forgot Sounds about that. Sounds more like two three. Like, that's a pretty good deck. That's what I'm saying. Is like, I'm not... I'm just... I picked a random... You know what? Give me a number from one to 11. Seven. All right, seven. I'm clicking on the seventh page of games on the Xbox Game Pass. MotoGP 17, that's a motorcycle game. I probably wouldn't play that, but maybe it's good. Monday Night, <laughs> Monday Night Combat was a pretty cool game at the time. Uh, Payday 2, a pretty decent game. Misplosion Man, a pretty decent game. Dirt 4, a good game, if I remember Very right. Very good game. Uh, yeah. MX, uh, MX versus ATV Reflex, again, not my thing, but it's on here. Tom Clancy's The Division, a game I have mixed feelings about. And- <laughs> N plus one of my favorite games, uh, Zombie Army Trilogy. I have no idea what this is, but Wait, it seems to be about killing do you not Nazi know about zombies. Zombie Army Trilogy. I don't know about Zombie Army Wait, Trilogy. There are other games in which you can kill Zach. Nazi zombies. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, my friends. Yeah, well, it's Heat the dying Natalie's flames of World War II. Hitler has unleashed one final unholy gamble: a legion of undead super soldiers that threatens to overwhelm the whole of Europe. Europe, Lorup. 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 We're in the European Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Chronicles, uh, fake Europe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's not nowhere near as like polished or like built out as, um, like Call of Duty Zombies is, but this is like. Thank you. This Uh is. Do you like just zeroing in on nazis with a sniper rifle from like far far away and just like blowing yeah, the do. fuck out of them give it to me uh and, yeah. but they're zombies so like for the most part they can barely shoot back and you'll get slow-mo kill Love cams it. and like see like the hydrostatic shock the bullets are inflicting on their zombified flesh it's sure and here's the okay. weird thing it's weirdly meditative because like huh. the name of this game is like totally you have to stay cool like the zombies are slow shamblers for the most part but like you have to make your shots land. So you just right. have to post up and not miss. Do not panic. Do not rush your shots, no matter how scary those zombies get. Just keep taking them down. And you get into this like sort of zen state. It's a bit like a racing game where it's just like, you know, <laughs> you're racking in a new round. Count for bullet drop. Squeeze. Yeah, there you let go. It go. Nazi zombies is my meditation. 100%. <laughs> Sounds great. That is my meditative. My meditative. I'm no doctor. Other, but but I felt that Nazi Zombie Trilogy was a very good was a very good therapy paradigm therapeutic paradigm. I'm actually going to check this. Why don't I? Ha- well, I need an should, Xbox. Should, so well, I can that's play the thing, this. right? I, it's very funny for weeks. Thing. I've been like, "Why do you want an Xbox so bad?" Now here I am, being like, "Ninja Gaiden Black, Battle Block <laughs> Theater, Oblivion, Oblivion." <laughs> one of uh, it's a fantastic game. Battle Block Theater is pretty. I, I, I didn't really have good. You know what? I didn't have anyone to play it with when it came out, so I just got to watch other oh, people okay. play it. But it seemed good. Bomber Crew, a game from this year that I streamed way way earlier All this year. All the Halo, really fucking cool. All the Halos, Oxen Free is still. This is still on page just page seven. Oxen Free, Guacamelee Super Turbo. Championship edition. Wait, Oxenfree's Perfect. on there? Oxenfree's on Damn. You have Oxenfree already. You can go play you that shit right it. now. This is what I'm saying. Perfect Dark Zero, not a great game. Bad game. I, but uh, good. <laughs> is the remastered on there? Not on this page. Maybe on a different page. That game is good. The original Perfect Dark is good. Oh, the original Perfect Dark is good. So I'm yes. saying, because they remastered it for the rare replay and I don't yeah, know I bet it. I, I, I mean, I could search game title, which I'll do in a second. Night Squad, okay. which I have no idea what Night Squad is. 
Portal Knights, uh, and uh, Massive Chalice, and and also a Resident, like a cool bunch game. of Resident Evil games. I like Massive Chalice a lot, a lot more than than. <sighs> Damn, I like why are you Chalice making me want an Xbox so bad? I don't know, but I'm just saying. Like, I thought I, this is not. I we do not normally go into the into the lane of like consumer advocacy or like this is the best bet for consumers. But if yeah. we're already going to be hating on microtransactions this episode, we may as well also shout out a thing we think is pretty decent, which is the Xbox Game Pass which I think is like a hell of a deal. Uh, and it's a number of, it, it's one of those things where it's like, I love it when a company is trying shit because they need to stay relevant. Um, mm. I think that the the rent to own Xbox thing from the Microsoft store is a pretty decent deal. I was so ready to just like come hammer down on that thing for it being exploitative, like most rent to own things are, you know, most rent-a-center style uh, services tend to take advantage of people who don't have enough income to make a purchase all at once. And instead of charging mm-hmm. them, let's say, a few hundred dollars, they end up charging them like a thousand dollars for something over the course of two years. With interest, yeah. Exactly. But the rent-to-own Xbox One deals from the Microsoft Store are actually like totally a good deal in a way that I was shocked by. They just really want people to be in that ecosystem, I think. Um, and so, yeah, so it's, it is, it is, and I think that the Game Pass is just like, it, it's one of those th- deals that like, I don't, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about, I think because people in our situations so often are just like getting code, or when they buy a game, we're not buying every new thing that comes out, we're buying like the things that actually speak to us, and so it's not as big of a deal because we have so many other things that we just get code for, there's like, I am, I could stop being a games journalist tomorrow and I think I'd sign up for Xbox Game Pass mm-hmm. because it just seems like a cool way to stay in the loop. You know, it's not all the, it's not all of the newest releases, but it is like, wow, like there's some new cool shit in here, you know, yeah. um, which, you know, good, good for them. It's one of those things that's just like, Dendara is on here. That's the thing that I like about it is oh, like, yes. is that Forza Horizon 4 is on here, but so is Dendara, a game that I think we, Danielle, you and I both thought were was pretty cool this year, uh, or awesome. Graveyard Keeper, two two you know indie games that I don't I think um, any way to put those games in front of somebody is a is a is a, a service I'm I'm happy to shout out. So yeah, all right, that's our my rant about a good game service to spend money on the least <laughs> Austin Walker thing I can think of. Um, I have I have one good important question here before we go, and this one comes in. Uh, to the the, the gamingadvice.com uh, email. So if you have questions, you can send them there, gamingadvice.com. Uh, and it's this one comes in from, from Adam, who says, if Kirby ate you, what power would they get by? Ooh. <sighs> Damn. That's a hard one. I know. We got to think about it. Kirby would become... An MMA EMT. Okay. Is that a- it'd be like you a fight and it can and heal. A fighter. Right. You'd fight. It'd be like melee attacks, but then also you could like heal your co-op partner. Yes. Yeah. That'd be good. That'd be good. Rob. Eloquence. You just yeah. <laughs> Would you like to elaborate on that? No, Kirby took that power from me. Oh, I see. <laughs> You'll have to ask Kirby. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Natalie. Um my Kirby power would be Oh god. Do you have one ready to go, Austin? I don't know. Kirby masticates okay. now. That's how he that's how he <laughs> describes what he does now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
He doesn't eat. Um, <laughs> my superpower would probably be something about sleep. Sleeping a lot would probably be to be able to sleep a lot. Sick. Or, or my actual superpower would be talking into talking people into circles that have no end. So gotcha. I would just be able to hold people hostage with speech. So also eloquence, also eloquence like Rob. But less eloquent because I'm not very succinct. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> I think mine's easy. It would just be Kirby would get glasses, right? And then the like buttons would call in allies i'd just be like all the cool people i'm surrounded by all like all the other cool kirby's would come out one of the like it'd be random i you wouldn't get to pick it'd be kind of a shitty power to have or it's like i hit the attack button like well who comes out is it going to be the eloquence kirby or is it going to be the mma emt kirby who could say but it's like a it's like a like an ally based all my good friends coming to save the day uh kirby like a like an upbeat far cry too yeah, oh. exactly. Finally. <laughs> Kirby's um, Far Cry 2. Finally. Finally, the upbeat Far Cry 2 we've always wanted. Uh, if you have questions, you can send them to gaming at vice.com. As always, uh, I want to want to shout out Bowen for letting us use the track Miss You, the EP Pale Machine. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. As always, you can follow us at twitter.com slash waypoint, facebook.com slash waypointvice waypoint.vice.com we will have another episode this week of what we'll have the waypoint 101 for red dead going up we recorded that last week we yep. may have the next purge episode going up i'm not 100 sure no, if it'll be this week or next week the red dead we might actually not be. you want to rotate Which we'll might see. take some pressure we'll, off us we're also yeah we also need to figure out art for that podcast still so we'll we'll that'll either be this week or next week in any case you should still watch the purge the what's the second Two. Purge card called what's it actually uh, called? anarchy the purge anarchy i'm super excited to watch that i'm gonna watch it tonight yeah. um uh what else is going on this week people anything else important do we know waypoints Waypoint. yeah, waypoints what waypoints should people be looking forward to for wednesday's episode that's a good question. Uh, take your pick of Alan first novels, whatever, whatever one catches your fancy. Uh, but those are those are. Some is there one that you think you can point people to as something to get a taste, maybe? So his best work is his first, uh, Night Soldiers. That remains like I, I think probably his strongest uh, novel. Probably the one where like he is not he is not fully embraced like genre fiction. But there's genre fiction can be a good entry point. In which case, I would say yeah. like um, Spies of Warsaw is a decent uh decent sampler of what you're getting into there or the one i just read uh dark voyage awesome mine is going to be i think uh i went to the film new york film festival last night and there was a surprise showing of mid 90s the jonah hill's first uh directorial debut um which i predominantly really liked um for the most part and uh you can't watch it yet but i will there were trailers talk- for it uh, there are trailers for it yeah um which i'll also um will share in the show notes it struck me so much when i saw the trailers i'm not gonna i'm probably not gonna be on this waypoints episode i'll be traveling this week um but the or we'll see i might be able to pull it out but i, I watched that trailer and i definitely thought um it looked like a sort of um, PG thirteen kids. I don't know if you've gotcha. seen kids, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not PG 
It's really intense. Is it? it was, okay, but is it? How do you know? Do you know kids? The movie Kids. I'll, I know about it. Okay. Well, if it's that intense, they were not selling it as that intense in those trailers. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Well, it's not that intense. Okay. It is. It is kind of. Um, it's. I would say it's like in between PG thirteen and R, but maybe a little bit more R. But it's not as um explicit as Harmony Corinne's kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the movie is a lot. It's a fucking lot. I'm not. It's I'm a not. Lot. Yeah, I have not seen it in probably in years, in years and yeah. years. So I'm not here to necessarily co-sign it. Um, I watched A Quiet Place for the first time this weekend. So awesome. So, uh, that will be my waypoint either this week or or maybe sometime in the future, depending on how everything um, shakes our out. Scheduling but, stuff, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll look forward to that stuff. As always, by the end of by the end of today, I would love to be able to tweet out a thing saying what all of our waypoints will be this week. So look forward to that. Uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Where can people find you, Natalie? Uh, at Natalie Watson. Rob Zachney. At Rob Zachney. Danielle Riendo. At Danielle R.I. As always, you can follow uh, Kato, our great producer, at A underscore Kato underscore appears on Twitter. That is going to do it for us. Danielle, if you want to take us out of here. Be good. Be good at it. Peace. Horizon. <laughs> it calls to you. Peace, Horizon. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.